What's the problem here, man? You come out five minutes late, then I hear you punch Max in the stomach. No You're smashing his phone. What's wrong with you? What's the, what's the problem? Huh? Chris. What? I told you. I told you December 9th, 2020, right here on Dynamite. If one more thing happened with him, that I was done. And so I'm out here to tell you, I'm done. What do you mean that you're done? What do you mean? I mean I'm done. I mean I quit the inner circle. Oh. Sammy Guevara was one of the foundational members of the yes, inner circle. Absolutely. And at one time, very close to Chris Jericho. And he's walking out. You know, we're gonna have to, we're gonna have to get more on this. Can we get Alex Marvez or somebody to talk to him as he's walking out? Very upset is Chris Jericho. Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it's Wednesday, you know what that means. It's time for another weekly edition of our dynamite review the dynamic dynamite review here uh if you're new here be sure to subscribe to the podcast you know we're on a bunch of different platforms so you can get your uh your aw fix your impact fix your new japan fix from us on a pretty much weekly basis now for all those things um and so yeah uh, also if you're new here i'm pat and i'm joey uh, if you did not check out Ryan's solo review of Impact Wrestling last night, be sure to check that out. Uh, no Angelo and no me and Joey. Uh, Mahabali Shira only appeared in one segment and did not speak, so I didn't feel the need to talk. Um, also, if you did tune into that episode, Angelo was not there for the review, but he did send in audio for a punishment for our predictions. I believe it was for Dominion last year for New Japan last summer that he had not done. Did he? What was it? Uh, so basically, Rob, who won that pay-per-view prediction, got to choose uh, any wrestling promo, and then Angela would have to put it in Google Translate into Japanese, and then translate it out into <laughs> English. Oh, okay. And so he had to do. He had to recite the Scott Steiner math promo um, after it had gone through Google Translate and back. So. Oh, I gotta, I gotta go back and check that out. Is that part of the episode? It is. It is at the very beginning of Ryan's impact. Review. Oh, so I that opens that the episode. It's like a short two minutes, and so if you haven't done that, be sure to do that. It's the episode right before this one, and at the end of this episode, you will be getting another one of my hentai reviews. Oh, uh, you I, did watch, huh? I believe I well no I still haven't watched. It. I'm gonna watch it as soon as the podcast we finish. As soon as we finish recording this, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna yeah. do a quick uh, solo. Uh, recording session where I can uh, get my okay, out. Okay. Um, but I believe I'm watching uh, which one is this? Uh, I am watching something called Alien from the Darkness. Uh, so we'll see what that's all about and I will be reviewing that. Um, coming up soon uh, either sometime tomorrow or Friday we will put out a review for The New Beginning in Hiroshima both nights together. Um, next week we'll have uh, the normal impact and dynamite review, and then uh, well, the week after that would have originally been when we were going to do revolution, but obviously that pay per view got pushed back. So, but uh, in mid March we will have our review and predictions as well for uh, AEW Revolution. So, uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast. We'll also have coverage for the New Japan Cup, which is coming up pretty quickly here. So, 
you want New Japan AEW and Impact coverage, this is the place to be. Alright, let us hop into things. This was a taped episode of AEW Dynamite, um, and so we'll just get right into things. This is the February 10th edition, for what it's worth, and we opened the show with our TNT Championship match. It was Darby Allin defending against the returning Joey Janela. And uh, if you, last week Joey Janela cut a pretty good promo, uh, pre-tape promo, and then they put out a Road to Dynamite episode this week. And I thought that the uh, the promos between the two of them was actually really good. It helped mm-hmm. sell the match. And I'm a big fan of Joey Janela. I think he's a pretty underrated guy. Um, you know, people kind of give him shit for, like, all the hardcore wrestling. But when he gets, the ch- like, the chance to actually, like, go out there and just wrestle a match, he's actually really good. And uh, and I thought he uh, I thought he, him and Darby they gelled well together. I thought they worked a pretty fast paced style, and I thought that they really kicked off the show with a, a fun opening TNT Championship match. Originally, they had said that Sting was going to be at ringside as well as Team Taz. None of that happened. Nobody was at ringside for this match, um, so that was interesting. Uh, even commentary noted about it, like uh, how yeah, no Sting... shenanigans or anything. Yeah, it was just a straight up TNT Championship match, which I mean, sure, I'm not going to complain about that. It was just weird that last week they both like both sides said that they were going to be there and then they weren't. So, um, anyway, yeah, I thought this was a solid opener to the show. Nothing like too special, um, but it was still good. Darby Allen won with the coffin drop and uh, he retained the TNT Championship. I think my my biggest gripe with Darby Allen right now is <laughs> that I feel like this man does not defend this title. Um, I think this is only his second title defense. I think he so he defended it against Cage at the beginning of the year, and now Janela. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but, this was this would be the second, yeah. But he won this back in what, like November? Yeah, la- yeah, last year. Yeah, kind of weird going from like Cody and even like Brody Lee. Brody Lee defended it a couple times. Um, yeah. Kind of weird that uh, Darby Allen has only defended it twice, but I guess that's that's just one gripe. But. Um, it is interesting that that is. Yeah, I think I think like yeah, I think I looked at a stat and I think I told you guys about it. It was like Cody defended his like on an average of like every fourteen days, and Brody was like every fifteen days, um, and then um, Darby's was like on average every like forty something days. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. There, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, yeah, Darby Allen won. Solid opening match. No complaints for me, and I was happy to see Janela get a spotlight here. Yeah, I agree. After this, we had a uh, promo from John Moxley, who was outside, and his hands were below the camera. And um, basically, uh, uh, he says, Kenny Omega's been talking trash, and he's been looking like a dork for months now, and last week was no surprise to him. Uh, the time for cheap talk is over, and Kenta is here. And if Kenta wants the IWGP United States Championship, which he then lifts up and puts in frame in the camera, this is the first time an IWGP uh, Championship has appeared on AEW, um, then he's going to have to come get it on February 26th at the new beginning. And so, yeah, um, pretty pretty crazy stuff to see. Like, uh, I mean, it's the U.S. title, so it's not like it means too much, but just to see mm-hmm. like one of the New Japan belts on AEW television. Just, like, very surprising to see. Yeah, it is. Um, Alright, what do we got? Uh, after this, oh, yeah. We have 
Sammy Guevara has a cameraman with him, and he goes to the inner circle dressing room, and he goes in and he asks uh, he asks everyone to leave except MJF, and so Jake Hager, pr- um, proud and powerful, and then Wardlow all leave, and then Sammy asks the cameraman to stay, and uh, MJF you can see takes out his phone and places it on the counter, mm-hmm. and Sammy says that. He knows what MJF is doing. Every week it becomes more and more obvious to him. And he knows. He knows that MJF is trying to take over the inner circle, which then uh, MJF turns it back on him, saying that uh, MJF himself knows the truth. He knows that Sammy Guevara isn't jealous of him and Chris. He hates Chris Jericho. He secretly hates Chris Jericho, and he wants Sammy to admit it. And Sammy basically sarcastically uh shouts it um and so mjf looks pretty pleased here but he shouts that he hates chris jericho and he wants to take over the inner circle and mjf smiles and says that's all he wanted to hear he grabs his phone and starts to leave sammy sees his phone and says were you recording me and mjf's like what no give me my phone and then sammy just takes the phone and pelts it against the wall and then punches mjf right in the ribs and that goes to break. And so this was our segment with Sammy Guevara tonight. And uh, this follow-up from last week where we saw MJF talking to the rest of the inner circle, minus Chris Jericho and Sammy, in private. And we do not know what that conversation was, but obviously it was implied that it had to do with Sammy Guevara. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, we'd get more on this later. After this, we got Caesar Benoni. Uh, making his Dynamite debut, former NXT talent, and pretty Peter Avalon taking on the Nightmare family, represented by Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson, who going into this match was 0-29. What a record. Yeah, that's insane. Was that, is, that, is that worse than Brandon Cutler's? I believe that was worse than Cutler Peter Avalon's? And Cutler and Avalon's going into... Um, like going into their combined, like both of them getting their wins. Um, no, not combined. I think oh, both of them, I think both of them had like I think they were at like zero and twenty six or like zero and twenty seven. So I think okay. Lee Johnson had a worse record than both of them. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So don't quote me on that. But um, yeah, this is an insane record to, to be zero and twenty nine. Uh, anyway. Um, I missed the beginning of this match because I was in the bathroom. Uh, and Unbelievable. I was, I was told by Ryan that Arn Anderson's son was out here briefly. Yeah, he was um, yeah, he was ringside. They cut to him ringside. And, okay. Um, he, they, they pointed out that he just graduated from, I don't know what school, and got his degree in something, but now he's trying to transition to the wrestling world, and he's actually... He's actively training to be a wrestler. Interesting. Um, and he Ryan... looks just like Arn Anderson. <laughs> okay, that was my next crazy. question. Because what Ryan said to me was, uh, they mentioned that he had just graduated, but Ryan said he looks mm-hmm. like he's in his forties. He does. He looks like yeah. He looks like a younger Arn. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And um, what was it? <laughs> and Jr. made some kind of comment saying that his face belonged. <laughs> On a can of beef stew. <laughs> oh. I don't what, know what that what means. That be? you know, if, <laughs> I don't know what that means. If Ryan hadn't given 
Matt Stryker from Impact last night's rumor of the week. I would have you could nominate that, or you could nominate uh, Jim Ross for his comment Dude, later on. Jim Ross, the stuff he says, and you know what? And and Tony like takes the bait sometimes with Jim Ross. <laughs> he really does, and then he just equally says something stupid with him. And he just really takes the bait. Like, you just don't... At like, least, like, when he Tony entertains says it, him. Like, Tony, t- Tony comes off more wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just comes <laughs> off as, like, a senile old man. <laughs> yeah, greatest gimmick in wrestling right now is senile Jim Ross. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, anyway, the match. Um, this is all stemming from... <laughs> Crazily enough, this is all stemming from Lee Johnson and Peter Avalon's somewhat feud on AW Dark, where we had the walk off. <laughs> the walk off, yeah. That's Honestly, technically where all this came from. Yeah, because I agree. obviously he had the stuff with Lee, and then Caesar Bernoni showed up to to beat down Lee Johnson with him there. So yeah, after kinda... Peter Avalon, clearly he he clearly lost. Won. It was never a. It was never. No, he lost. Stop no, he it. He clearly won. He won. He won in no, my eyes. He's Jerry lying, Lynn guys. screwed him. Yeah, well, you know, see, Jerry Lynn is a, like, fashionista, so, like, he knows his stuff. You really aren't wrong. For anybody who uh, has not seen Sammy Guevara's vlog from this week, uh, Jerry Lynn wears quite the outfit. Um, It is is worth looking at for lots of reasons. (laughs) Yeah, what do you mean, (laughs) quite the outfit? Is he's just well, everyday clothing? Like he's no, just like no, 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 no. It is not everyday clothing. Or is he it's just part, dressing well, up? It, no, he's um. There's a whole storyline on uh, on Sammy's vlog about five of the Dark Order trying to start a boy band. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. No, I know. I've, I've seen. I've seen that. And uh, so this week, Jerry Lynn uh, got involved in that and gave a little performance. But it was the outfit he was wearing for that segment. Right. Uh, it is. Uh, it. It's something. Anyway, this match. Um, I thought Cesar Bernoni looked good. I don't really know much about the guy. He never really did anything in NXT. Um, he had a big pump handle suplex to Cody that I thought uh, looked really good. Yeah. Aside, aside from that, nothing really special. Uh, Lee Johnson was the star of this match. They let Lee do a lot of really just like fast-paced stuff, um, which you know you love to see. He was just flying around the ring pretty much everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Worst moment in wrestling history happened tonight. P- pretty Peter Avalon got pinned oh my again God. on See, AEW. I disagree. I think it was one of the best because a big shoddy Lee Johnson picked up his very first victory in AEW. Well, I mean, we can agree to disagree. Congrats to Lee Johnson. But on man, television, on Dynamite, which is where awesome. I need pretty Peter Avalon to get a Dynamite win. I still don't think he's won a match on Dynamite. He's won on Dark. Who's he going to beat? Let him beat Lee Johnson. On Dynamite. No, no, no. We're not going to do that. We're not going to go back and forth. Dude, he needs They to, should just needs... go back and forth with each other and feud it to get their records up. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Boost those win columns, boys. Put Cutler in there and just make it a three-way. Oh, do we want to? Well, since we're here, you know, you you brought up Brandon Cutler. I asked. So basically, oh my God. randomly in our group chat tonight. This is about Angelo, to get horny. It's about to get horny. Angelo texted us <laughs> saying, fuck, Mary kill. And uh, I put out a tweet on our Twitter basically saying, you know, Angelo asked me. He didn't really, but oh, well. To tweet out a uh, special question for uh, asking the world, uh, who would they fuck, marry, or kill from AEW Dark? The three stars in my eyes. Brandon Cutler, 
Peter Avalon. Just three stars in your eyes. Or, or Lee Johnson. <laughs> the man with some of the worst records in wrestling currently. Uh, so, Joey, what were your answers for this one? i got to put you on the spot now. Um. See, so fuck, marry, kill, right? Yeah. So I would, I guess I would, you know, I, I, I would fuck um, Brandon Cutler. I think he's cool, you know. Um, he has some cool. <laughs> he has a cool dragon head, which he could wear enduring, and uh, make it better. Oh my god! <laughs> um, you know, a little. You know, it's not wrong with some like uh, role play and stuff. Oh. Um, I would marry Lee Johnson because you know he seems like a really nice guy. He's you know he's handsome and like, you know, he's 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 a great wrestler. You know, he could really, you know. Be, you know, makes make me some money. You know what I mean. Um, and I would kill uh, Peter Avalon. Um, he doesn't do anything for me. Uh, I would just have to kill Peter Avalon. I mean, I like Peter Avalon, but out of those two, he is the weakest link in my opinion. So it's really it's really no hard feelings. That's you know? that's crazy. Um, I'm gonna it's nothing go, against him. It's just business. I'm gonna go. Sorry, I'm gonna have to kill Brandon Cutler, um, <laughs> because you know he keeps bragging about being two contract cool, and uh, I'm sorry, sir, but no. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna have to fuck Lee Johnson because you know he's an objectively attractive man, and I am going to marry. Oh I'm gonna marry God. the shit out of pretty Peter Avalon because he's pretty, dude. He is the goddamn goat. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's uh, he's he's great in the ring. He can he can bring me that heart bed. Uh, oh my god! I mean, th- I mean that is fair because if you marry him, you'll be able to like sleep on that every night, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Like opposed to like like fucking him, you'd only get it for like one night, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So and you then if you kill him, then, then you... no. I mean, but I if you I kill him, it. you could just take it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but, then, but then I don't get pretty Peter Avalon. That's all right. You can just share it with one of the Whoa. other two. Whoa, sir. No, it's not. It's all right. Get out know. of here. Anywho, if, you, uh, if you're listening to this and for some reason feel the inclination to tweet at us, please tweet us who you would uh, fuck, marry, or kill from uh, the selection of Brandon Cutler, Lee Johnson. Yeah, maybe and, we'll do uh, more in the future. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, after the match, after Lee Johnson uh, pins Pete, uh, Pretty Peter in the ring, we had an interview at the top of the ramp with Tony Schiavone inter- uh, interviewing Lee Johnson. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, after a year of losing, he's lost. He's at a loss for words. Uh, he thanks his trainers and says that the Rhodes family is his family, and they alone did this for him. And then Cody and Dustin raise his hand at the ramp. Uh, and, yeah, nice little moment for uh, Lee Johnson to get his first win on Dynamite. And uh, afterwards, Tony uh, Khan officially tweeted out the uh, Lee Johnson is all elite picture. And yeah, so you'd Lee love Johnson to see that. Has officially joined the full roster here. So nice. Yeah, you know, honestly, well deserved. Um, I think Lee Johnson has some star power. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, isn't he like really young too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's super young, and he has the charisma. I believe like, he's actually a pretty good promo, and he is spectacular in the ring um some of his matches that he has had on dark were insane um the one of the matches i can really think of was him and ben carter but i don't 
That wasn't on, like, Dark, though. Wasn't that on, like, a, like, special... It like, yeah, it was on, like, a special episode of Dynamite that was, like, after an NBA game or something. Yeah, but it wasn't even, like, a full Dynamite, wasn't it? Just, like... No, it was just, like, an hour. It was, like, yeah, that, but Brandy, they and, tore... Yeah. yeah, they tore it down. It was insane. And, yeah, it just always was, like, you know... Always, like, uh, impressed by Lee Johnson ever since I saw him wrestle. Yeah, so. I would agree. So I'm very happy that he got this, uh, the spotlight here. Yeah. So regardless of what Ryan thinks about the Nightmare family, I, I, him him against – he says, like, the biggest feud against them right now. <laughs> but yeah, he does if think it that puts guys – but if it puts guys over, like Lee Johnson – that's that's big, honestly, you know, because sometimes guys just can't, like, you know, they need that push, they need that rub, you know what I mean, from yeah, no, someone else with star power, like Cody, so, like, you know, it, it, it works out, so, I'm happy I for agree. him. I agree, I agree, I agree. Alright, um, after this, we have an interview backstage with the Young Bucks, and before their interview can get going, the Good Brothers show up. And uh, the Good Brothers start talking about how the ratings are popping whenever the Good Brothers are on TV. Uh, so clearly they care about the, the ratings in the demo. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the, young, the Young Bucks say that they want to address the problem of uh, the Good Brothers interfering in the Battle Royal last week and costing them, basically. And they note that had they won, they would have picked Gallows and Anderson as their challengers for Revolution. Uh, and... Uh, Gals and Anderson try to spin the whole thing, saying that the inner circle are the Bucks' biggest problem, and they issue a challenge to Santana and Ortiz for the tag titles next week. So next week we are officially getting the Young Bucks defending the AEW tag titles against Santana and Ortiz. Uh, yeah, that was a pretty big surprise, randomly just thrown together. But okay. Yeah, hey, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna play, and that's gonna be great. Um, and the Good Brothers at the end of this try to offer a two sweet to uh, to uh, watch more to the Young Bucks. And Matt still seems to be very hesitant on publicly two-sweeting them, but Nick's just goes with it. And uh, so, yeah. I got to yeah. say, you know, we don't talk about BTE on here that often, but the Good right. Brothers on BTE have been hilarious. And I, Ooh, anytime, they've anytime been horny. On, <laughs> Gallows has his cum addiction, brother. Mm -hmm. And uh, anytime they're on Dynamite, they're also really entertaining. And I'm very interested in this whole storyline they're doing with the Bucks. Yeah, I really like it. Um, I think it's going, you know, perfectly. You know, how uh, the Bucks are still, like you said, they're kind of like, you know, hesitant to too sweet in public, <laughs> as they say. They're like, oh, you know, we'll do this. We'll do it in the back. You know, people are out here and stuff like that. And they seem like they're embarrassed by them. So I, I like how they're not doing, like, the full, like, you know, they're still keeping the Bucks face, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think the like Bucks heel turn will be, you know, will happen, definitely. Um, but they're just gonna keep it like they're still baby faces, so which is okay. fine. So I am gonna go in the other direction. I do not think the Young Bucks are gonna turn heel. Really? I think next week. I'm putting this out on the line right now. A bold prediction for next week. I think the Young Bucks are going to lose the AEW tag titles next week uh, due to Gallows and Anderson costing them the titles, which would set up the Bucks versus Gallows and Anderson probably for the Impact tag titles at some point. Um, and the reason I think that this is going to happen is because... Uh, I get what you're, I get what you're group, going. 
is Santana and Ortiz a part of? And that would be the inner circle. And who is challenging for the tag titles at Revolution? Mm. MJF and Chris Jericho. That is true. I think, uh, and, and Proud and Powerful, specifically Santana, is definitely on Team MJF. And Ortiz seems to be swayed to it, possibly. I think that you're probably going to have the inner circle turn on Jericho there. I could see it. I mean, uh, that would be, I mean, hey, that's good booking right there. So we'll see if that goes down. So so I'm, I'm predicting next week that uh, the Bucks are losing those titles, possibly. So we'll see what happens. That would be uh, insane, honestly. Yeah, because otherwise I don't know where you take the belts off of them. So doing a big thing like this makes sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I can't really think of anything else. Um, all right, then we have uh, Hangman Adam Page is hanging out backstage, and he gets interviewed, um, I believe it was by Dasha, and uh-huh. she asks him about his relationship with Matt Hardy and if we could see them being a tag team more, and before Page can answer, Matt Hardy shows up, and he says that what they have is special, and uh, he doesn't want to talk about tag teaming right now, he just wants to celebrate their victory at a private bar, and he says it's on him. Drink as much as you want uh, all night long. And Paige is like, yeah, sure, why not? And he says he has to go and collect his things. And as he's leaving, he runs into Dark Order on the ramp. And they have, like, one of those very awkward ex- exchanges between exes and John Silver. Uh, so wholesomely, looked, he just looked so disappointed. <laughs> and said, he was like, oh, I'll catch you on the flip. And, <laughs> he's uh, like, fuck, why'd I say that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, I love John Silver's like facial, like uh, his like his um like facial impressions. Oh God, or expressions. Sorry, um, they're just always great, dude. John Silver is just naturally like just great. <laughs> like he doesn't try hard, and that's he's just a natural. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um... This was, yeah, so, and this was clear indication that the Dark Order stuff with Paige is officially not done since mm-hmm. they're still doing this oh, stuff. Oh, no, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's like an every week thing now. They're, you know, still doing it on BTE. Yes, sir. And, yeah, so. Uh, after this, we had Pac versus Ryan Nemeth, Nemeth, whatever you want to say, uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother. Uh, this was a squash match. I have nothing to say about it besides the fact that Pac hit the black arrow and unlocked in the brutalizer and refused yeah. to take it off. The Hollywood hunk. The Hollywood hunk himself. Got right brutalized. He did. Uh, then we get a recap of the wedding from last week between Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford with Miro cutting a vicious promo over it, um, basically saying, you know, don't mess with Kip, Penelope, and the best man, Miro. And uh, and then it cuts to the best friends, or not the best friends, Orange Cassidy and Chuck. He's back to Chuck now, no longer Charles Taylor, uh, drinking champagne on the couch saying... What do you think was going to happen? It's Orange Cassidy popping out of a cake. So uh, <laughs> there you go. But that was that was that was this for this week. Yeah. All right. Um, then we're backstage before the Inner Circles match against the Acclaimed. You see Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, and uh, Proud and Powerful are there, as well as Wardlow. And Jericho's ready, and he says they're all like, "Where's MJF?" And uh, and he says he's sure MJF will be ready. And then MJF shows up, and he has his ribs taped up, and he says that Sammy punched him in the ru- uh, the ribs, says that he's a maniac, and that he thinks he's broken his ribs. And Jericho says that they'll take care of it later, and they go and make their entrance. And then we got MJF and Chris Jericho taking on the acclaimed. Um, I, honest to God, 
genuinely thought the Acclaimed were going to win this match at one point when they uh, did the boombox spot. Uh, that was a good near fall. Um, yeah, when yeah I agree with that. Jericho with the boombox while MJF was down on the outside. I thought we were getting Anthony Bones pinning Chris Jericho, and I was like, Jesus, that's huge. Uh, that was not the case. Uh, Jericho did kick out of that. Um, this is a solid match, though. Uh, I, I really, I'm, I feel like I'm continually impressed by the uh, the acclaimed here. I think Bones and Caster are like a really promising young team in the division. Yeah, I agree, and I just I love their mic work too. Yeah, you know, well, they have they, charisma they, for days. They do got bars. They do. They do indeed. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, tonight was not their night. Uh, we have interference for days here as the inner circle distracts. Max Caster goes up to the top rope and Jake Hager pushes him off and Jericho nails him with the Judas effect and pins Max Caster. And post-match, Sammy Guevara's theme hits and he comes down to the ring. Jericho, who is so out of breath, (laughs) says, uh, he asks Sammy what the problem is and Sammy responds very calmly saying, he told him on December 9th, right here on Dynamite, that if one more thing happened with MJF, he was going to be done. And so he's out here to tell him he's done. Jericho asks him what he means, and Sammy replies, saying, I'm done. I quit the inner circle. And then Sammy leaves, and he goes through the face tunnel. Yes, he did. And honestly, I did not expect this to happen so soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't expect it to happen so soon. I, also didn't, I didn't know it was going to happen, happen here. <laughs> I didn't expect it to happen on like a taped episode. Yeah, and honestly, I thought they were just going to like turn on him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I, I didn't expect him to just out. say, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. So, yeah. Uh, and then after commercial, we saw Sammy walking through the parking lot. And he's asked uh, what's going on, and he just says that he needs some time away. And so Sammy leaves. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I guess he will get like a little like break from Sammy. I guess he'll be off TV for a bit. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, you could have him come back when um, the Inner Circle turns on Jericho, and he could like either join Jericho or basically be like, you know what, you didn't listen to me, you deserve this. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I would yeah. expect a couple weeks off from Sammy. Yeah, I can, and and this is probably going to lead to a uh, a Sammy and a MJF feud, which would which will honestly probably be great. Agreed. All right, um, we go see this segment of Matt Hardy and Adam Page drinking together at some bar, and Matt says that he's had a great time, and he knows Hangman doesn't want to be a tag team guy, but he thinks he can dominate AEW and be the guy, and he uh, he says that he can make him millions on millions for just 30% of his earnings, so we're getting the same deal that he offered to Private Party here. (laughs) His obsession with that 30%. And we also see Hangman and him drinking together, but obviously Matt being the the heel he is, while Hangman's not looking, he just tosses his drink on the floor and then starts coughing to pretend he's drinking with him, (laughs) while Hangman is very clearly inebriated. And so Hangman, in a drunk state, asks for Matt's pen, and... uh, and so, you know, you think that he's going to sign, but then Paige pulls out a uh, pulls out po- um, papers of his own, and he tosses Matt Hardy's contract aside, and this is all happening while Matt is, like, pulling the cameraman to the side to, um, to like, explain that, you know, he needs, like, a record of, of Paige signing the contract. Right. And so Paige then signs the contract, and then uh, Matt says that they need to go do big money business. 
Damn, you shouldn't have done that. There's no so, turn back now. Yeah, I'm interested in what Hangman Page's contract is. Yeah, I'm really confused on what's going to happen here. I am as well. I genuinely have no prediction for this. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, like because no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> Excuse me. And then uh, Tony Schiavone does another interview with Sting, and I was about to throw my goddamn controller through the screen. <laughs> this feels like this is the only segment we're getting every week. But then Taz and Will Hobbs interrupt <laughs> on the big screen, saying we had Taz, uh, who is so just like happy that this is happening, says, "Hey." <laughs> we got a passenger and I think you know him we're going to take him on a road trip to FTW world and then the camera goes over and you see Ricky Starks and Brian Cage putting Darby Allen into a body bag and then they uh, zip it up and they run off into their car this is all one take so this is very clearly uh, happening to Darby Allen and then they just dr- speed away through the parking lot with Darby Allen in a body bag and yep, then we, with a uh, rope see... attached to the back of the car. Yep. yep. And then we see Sting run off. I don't know where Sting was going to run. I don't. Yeah, the yeah, commentary noted that he was in hot pursuit of them. But I don't. <laughs> like, with like... what? <laughs> they were already long gone. Like, yeah, did he have, like, like, a car ready or something? I, like, what I do don't you know. Expect? By the time he got to his car, I don't know if he would know where they are. They were just driving away. Yeah, this um, was kind of silly. Like, where was he going to go? This is very silly, but Taz just screaming about this was fantastic. Oh, dude, Taz is Taz great. is Taz is my favorite part of AEW now. I love this movie. I agree, dude. He could dude. do he could do no wrong in my he's eyes. Hel- he's hilarious on dark, and then he's also hilarious on TV, but in a completely mm-hmm. different way. You love, I to love see it. it. Anyway, that yeah. goes to commercial break as they you know drag and tow Darby <laughs> Allen through the streets of Florida. Uh, <laughs> And then we go to footage of Kenny Omega on a golf course. Uh, he's being interviewed by Alex Marvez, and he promises uh, he promises a big show tonight in the match. And we see when the camera comes to him, we see him shooting for the hole. And then Marvez comes into frame, and then in the background, Don Callis and his caddy move his ball into the hole so that when mm-hmm. the interview's done, Kenny is told that he got a hole in one. Did it go in? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. This is this is fine. Nothing special. Just a random golf course promo. But good, uh, good yeah. heel stuff here. I question why uh, Alex Marvez was out there. He, <laughs> he questioned why... he questioned Kenny what Kenny was doing out there. But like, what was yeah, he why doing was he out doing there? On a golf course? Kenny <laughs> was clearly playing golf. Like he had, he was dressed like it and playing <laughs> golf. What was Alex Marvez doing out there with his AEW suit on? <laughs> <laughs> looking to interview someone like that's so random right that so like i don't know <laughs> i mean this begs the question of thinking the, other the week. entire time well like the other week we uh the bucks got invited to like kenny and don's like house that one episode right and right marvez oh, yes. was just hanging out there like he wasn't invited but he was just there i wanted like, i want to know he's everywhere dude i don't know yeah. maybe he is the world's best reporter i can't he's, wait for us he's to everywhere get- well, we know that Monday they're doing they're airing the uh, the Japanese side of the AEW Women's Tournament for the first round on YouTube. So I'm hoping that Alex Marvez somehow went to Japan for this whole thing as well. Oh, are they so okay? I, yeah. Um, so mo- Monday, I think it was at seven. Um, the the Japan the first round of the Japan bracket is going to be on their YouTube channel. Seven a.m. No, seven p.m. Seven a.m. 
<laughs> oh boy. I think it's all taped, so no, it's not like live Japan. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So 7 p.m., I should have said that. Are they just um, like filming it? Like, where are they filming it at? Like, I have just... no idea where they're filming it. I guess we'll find out on Monday. Okay. It's one of the Japanese venues. Yeah, so. I guess so. Um, anyway, uh, we did get our first matchup here in this tournament tonight. We had legit Layla Hirsch taking on Thunder Rosa, uh, and we got a brief promo from Thunder Rosa saying. That she's here to win the tournament. She wants to win back her NWA title from Serena Deeb, and she also wants to take Britt Baker out. So very concise and to the point. Mm-hmm. And she stated what she was doing. Uh, this was a solid women's match. Britt, or not Britt Baker. Rosa is just delivering. Yeah, back to back weeks. Uh, We've had some weeks. solid women's matches, and honestly, I think, you know, this this tournament as a whole. I think, um, you know, this is. This is where uh, I think this is where it puts AEW's women's division in the upward uh, position. Honestly, I, would hope I th- so. yeah, I think this is where it could be very promising. Um, so I would hope so too. Um, but I think you know, I think we're gonna get good things out of this. Yeah, I would be pretty disappointed if uh, if we get this whole tournament and they somehow you know, fail to capitalize on this because they have a lot of talent in here. Um, mm-hmm. and they do, yeah. Again, th- your first match really delivered, so um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Japan side shapes out, but this is a good start for sure. Agreed. Um, and I also really like Layla Hirsch. I'm, I'm praying that we get a uh, uh, Layla Hirsch's All Elite picture soon because I think she is, anytime she's appeared on Dynamite or like even Dark, I thought she's impressed. So Yeah, she's been very solid. I agree. Um, Thunder Rosa won with the Thunder Driver. Um, and yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, and then we got like a, a brief little run through of the whole first round of the Japanese side from Tony Schiavone. Uh, and we have a sit down interview with Tony Schiavone. This was a very like non wrestling heavy episode. There was like a lot of like backstage segments, I feel. Um, yeah, not that I'm complaining, especially cause like, while the rest of the like show didn't have that much, like the main event. Oh my God. Um, anywho, we have a sit down interview with Jack Perry. Uh, we officially get the good news that Marco Stunt is okay after FTR kidnapped him last week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, and Jungle Boy says that he wants to speak directly to FTR. <laughs> he, uh, he says that everybody's been talking about his match with Dax from a couple weeks ago, and it says it changed him. He's never been in a fight like that where like, he was slapped in the face and he had to put his hands on the mat to, to get a... Uh, get a hold of himself, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he says he wants FTR right here to look them in the eyes and that when they get that chance, he's going to make Dax Harwood, uh, Harwood his bitch. I always want to say Hardwood, but it is not Hardwood. It is Harwood. <laughs> Wait, is it not Hardwood? <laughs> no, I thought, I, dude, for the longest time, I thought his name was Dax Hardwood, but it is Har, H-A-R. Oh, I didn't know so, that. Wow. Yeah. I, I always hardwood. get tripped up saying his name. That's a shame. All right, and then it's still we'll hard run through this. Me. Wait. We'll, we'll run through this real quick. We got the announcement for next week's card. Uh, we have we have Serena Deeb versus Riho. Uh, Riho's making her return to Dynamite. I'm actually very interested in that match because Serena Deeb is the NWA Women's Champion, and she's been on quite the tear mm-hmm. in uh, in AEW. So I'm interested to see if she's going to beat Riho in her return, or if Riho's going to beat Serena and then eventually get a shot at the NWA title, which I probably wouldn't be upset at. Yeah, that would be uh, great. Especially if they have great chemistry, too. So like, That is true. Would, I guess you know. we'll, we'll see. Uh, we have been told that Sting is calling out Team Taz next week. Yeah, so he realized that he couldn't segments. catch up to him. So. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. We still have, <laughs> do, like, I feel like this delay to the pay-per-view, out of everything that it hurt, it hurt this this feud with Team Taz because we still have weeks of these segments left where it's just going to be Sting coming out. Oh, and it's just going to be a bunch of filler because they just, like, what are they going to do, right? Yeah, I have no idea. They need to find a way to, like, get Sting to do something, whether it's just, like, hitting a Scorpion Death Drop on, like, Hook or Ricky or something or, like, yeah, I don't know. They need something. Uh, we have a, a big eight-man match. We have Private Party, Matt Hardy, and Hangman Page teaming up against TH2, Jack Evans, and Angelico, and Chaos Project. Sir Panico and Luther are back again mm, on Dynamite, dude, baby. Dude, I can't believe this. They've been on there so long, like so many times now. Honestly, you're not even wrong. We have this crazy matchup of FTR with Tully Blanchard taking on the team of Matt Seidel and his brother, who I did not know existed, Mike Seidel. Yeah. Mike I, Seidel, Joey. I had no idea. <laughs> Dude, I had no idea this guy existed. <laughs> Mike Seidel, sure. Mike, Mike fucking Seidel, man. Um, I want to know who... He's 36. How old is Matt Seidel? Oh, God. I feel like he's old. Matt... I feel like Matt's been around for a while because he was Evan yeah, because and... when he's Evan born, he was a like, young like kind of. Uh, he's thirty-seven. He's only a year older than Mike. Okay. 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 Interesting. So he's um, the big brother. He's the big brother, and then obviously the big match that we already talked about: the Young Bucks are defending the AEW World Tag Team Championships against Santana and mm-hmm. Ortiz, which I would assume is the main event for next week. So that is the Dynamite card for next week's episode, which sends us into our main event for this week. John Moxley and Lance Archer, uh, somebody who Moxley noted earlier in the show uh, has tried to kill him multiple times in Lance Archer versus Kenny Omega and the debuting Kenta. And Kenta comes out with his briefcase and John Moxley comes out with the IWGP United States Championship. And what the fuck, man? This is so weird, but like so cool seeing on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Insane. Uh, as soon as Moxley and Omega, or sorry, Moxley... And Archer get in the ring. Uh, Kenta just goes and blasts him with the briefcase. It does not break, though, so I guess they uh, reinforced it a bit. That briefcase has been through hell. Um, what do we got? There's there's so much to go through. This was this was genuinely like one of the most insane matches I've seen. In dude, quite it was some just time. it was a, it was a riot, dude. It was chaos, but it was so great. Um, there's just l- lots of things happen in this match that would it would be a while to. Uh, it's probably one of the craziest like main events in AEW's history, I would say. Yeah, I think this is definitely AEW has set a pretty like high. And they've bar had some their, pretty crazy main events, yeah. They they have they've set a high bar recently with some main events like Moxley and Omega, um, mm-hmm. Omega and Phoenix, uh, the six man from last week, and then we got this just tag match in the main event. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah. Early in the match. Um, Kenny hits a Kataro Crusher. Um, there's a big power bomb on Omega from Lance Archer. Uh, Kenta consistently throughout this match goes for the GTS and always misses it. Uh, Moxley goes for the Paradigm Shift, or now that he's wrestling a New Japan wrestler, the Death Rider, um, pretty early on, but he gets blocked. Uh, we have a hesitation drop kick from Kenta um, to a garbage can on Moxley in the corner. That looked great. Um, one of the most insane things that oh wait no sorry that's later on we get something that is truly awful 
happens in this match where <laughs> Kenta goes out into the crowd and who does he go up to but Pretty Peter Avalon. Oh, this was great. Pretty Peter Avalon doesn't only get pinned on this show, but Kenta hits him with the go to sleep, takes him out, and then Lance Archer chokeslams Kenny Omega on the goddamn mattress. Why? Why yeah. is Pretty Peter Avalon getting Pretty Peter is down bad. Down bad. Put some respect bad. on this man's name. Goddamn travesty. Goddamn travesty. Yeah, you gonna you gonna email? I feel like I have to at this point. It's it's like again, there was no reason this man had to die tonight, but apparently it's just not his day. Yeah, apparently, apparently, uh, it was just destiny. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Moxley and Kenta fight up through the stands. Uh, Archer and Omega then go off and follow them. We get, uh, then we go to the kitchen area, which uh, is familiar from the, I don't, I don't know, if, I think it was a False County where match last year with the Butcher and the Blade and, um, yeah. and the Young Bucks, where the Butcher and the Blade, when the match started, the Young Bucks just pulled up to the kitchen and the Butcher and the Blade were just chopping meat. Yep. I think that was the same, yeah, it was the same kitchen. Pretty sure. And yeah. uh, Kenta hits a DDT onto, like, some steel, like, tables. Um, mm-hmm. like for, for food preparation on a Moxley and then put him in the game over. And then Archer came in and he just slams Kenta with a box of like potatoes. potatoes. <laughs> and you know, Not a sack I, I of potatoes, a box of potatoes. I feel like I haven't gotten to mention it on the podcast here, but you know, Seamus is currently cosplaying as a, an oh, Irish potato farmer. Yeah, during and the... And he uh... has... <laughs> During the potato, potato family, yeah. If and you know, Sheamus has never gotten to use potatoes as a weapon in WWE. If I was him, I would be very jealous about this. Yeah, I'd be very upset, honestly. You know, because um, that was like the only thing that was keeping him from uh, completing his gimmick. Yeah, true. He needs to come out just eating raw potatoes. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> um, and then uh, Kenny eventually makes his way in here. And Moxley grabs a potato off the floor and just starts bonking Kenny on the head with it. I honestly thought Moxley was going to take a bite out of a raw potato, and I was very scared. Um, but he did not. Uh, and then they all start making their way back to the the ring area. Moxley and Omega are the first ones in. They come down brawling through like the side ramp where they normally drive the cars down. Um... We get a kendo stick from Moxley, who he starts beating with it, and he bows to Jake Roberts as Jake Roberts is cheering him on. Uh, mm-hmm. That was nice. Um, and then he gets back in the ring, and uh, he starts going to town some more with uh, the kendo sticks. He goes up top. Kenny hits him with a V-trigger. Moxley stumbles to the floor. Omega comes down, chasing after him. Then Archer and Kenta come back. They're up on top of the stage. They're going to the announcers area. This, and as Ryan pointed out while we were watching this together, um, I feel like this is one of the first times that we've had that, like somebody try to put somebody through the announcer table on Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was honestly thinking that, that too. That has to be like the first time. Yeah, I don't remember any previous time because so. no one's ever, and and they still no one's gone through it. So that's a. Uh pretty impressive streak this this was one of the best spots of the night this was fantastic oh, i agree um so it kind of came out of nowhere like i didn't like really did i wasn't even putting two and two together i thought he was just gonna like backdrop like lance through the announce table yeah this I, was... I didn't realize that he was gonna like launch himself off the stage 
Yeah, this was nuts. Uh, so uh, down on the floor, uh, Omega hits another V trigger to Moxley and puts him on a table. And Lance and, uh, Lance and Kenta are right by the announce desk, and Lance sends the announcers away. And Lance goes for a power bomb uh, to Kenta through the table, but Kenta gets out of it. And then as he mm. lands on the floor, he just runs off the stage and hits a huge double stomp <laughs> to Moxley through the table. This was insane. Mm-hmm. Oh so my god! Insane. I literally like popped it as while we were watching. This was this is crazy. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, nuts. <laughs> and then uh, so Archer now has Omega. Back in the ring, Kenny has a kendo stick, and he goes to hit Lance with it, but Lance catches it under his arm, and then he snaps it over his knee. Omega goes for a drop kick, um, and then a, uh, a full Nelson so he can hit the Snapdragon. Archer obviously is a big man, and that's not going to work. So he knocks Kenny off of him. He hits a choke slam right in the middle of the ring, uh, and he goes for walking the ropes and hits the moonsault. Omega kicks out of that. The Good Brothers run down uh, to for the distraction here. Kenta gets into it with Archer. He hits a couple spinning back fists and uh, gets taken down by a big boot. Uh, Carl Anderson then gets in the ring and counters a choke slam from uh, Archer with a gun stun. Jake Roberts mm-hmm. then gets in the ring and oh, hits God. a goddamn lariat on Carl Anderson, but then Gallows yeah, takes Yeah, very down. stiff. A very stiff lariat. Very stiff lariat. Uh, and then Gallows takes down Jake with a punch. And Kenny then lines up Jake Roberts for a fucking V trigger, uh, as as the Good Brothers are cheering him on, and then Moxley stops him, and we get uh, Moxley coming in with the barbed wire bat to hit Kenny in the chest. Kenta hits go to sleep on Moxley. Archer then lays Kenta out. This is this is such a frantic speed. This was insanity. Yeah. Uh, the Good Brothers then hit the Magic Killer, um, uh, and then we Kenny goes for the V-Trigger on Lance, but can't get him up, obviously, because Lance is a very big man. And then we get uh, Omega asking the Good Brothers for help, and all three of them put him up for the One-Winged Angel. Kenny hits it, and he pins Lance Archer to win the match. This was one of the most insane TV main events I have ever seen in my life. Dude, I agree. And one of my favorites, honestly. Oh, absolutely. Um, this was just insane. Um, you know, Kenta on AEW television for the first time, and he fucking delivered. Um, Kenta is great. He doesn't have the style that everyone looks for, but I think that makes him unique. And he, you know, like I said, he's great. So he really delivered here. Everyone delivered here. And uh, AEW, they just delivered with this. This was great. Yeah, genuinely, I would say this is one of my match of the year contenders so far. This Mm -hmm. was nuts. I'll agree with that. This was so good. Um, Everybody looked great. Kenta looked phenomenal here. He hit that crazy, crazy double stop off the stage. Um, This was just like a whole ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake Roberts even got involved, which was pretty crazy. The Good Brothers came out. This was just this was such a good match on like every level, um, and I, it lived up to the stipulation of being a, a false count anywhere no DQ match. So I agree. Uh, yeah. All right. I am giving this show two thumbs up specifically for this main Ooh. event. This main event was insanity. Wow, doing it again. We getting is this back to back weeks this now? Is, this is back to back weeks. I'm getting two thumbs from you. Oh man, I love dude, that. Dude, it's the main event of these shows. Last week's main event was insane too. I know, the, dude. The so 
I'm gonna continue my streak then and give it a. I'm gonna put, like I said last week, I'm gonna put my two thumbs together with your two thumbs, and I'm gonna give it four thumbs up. So yeah. There you go. Um, if you if you don't get to watch all of Dynamite, I would recommend watching the main event, obviously Kenta and Omega versus Moxley and Archer, and I would also recommend watching uh, Thunder Rosa and Layla Hirsch. So. Agreed. Okay, that's it. That is our Dynamite review. Uh, we're going to end it there. I think that's all we got to say on it. So join us next week for AEW once again. Uh, more importantly, this weekend, again, we will have review uh, a single review up for both nights of uh, New Beginning in Hiroshima. Joey, did you watch today's show? I believe you did. I did, actually. Do you have any uh, quick thoughts on uh, on everything? Um. Well, I... Yeah... I thought Bushi and Wado had a really, really, really good match. Yeah? Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I thought they had a really solid match. Um, and uh, obviously Sho and Hiromu delivered. Uh, you know, I didn't think they wouldn't. Yeah, it is um, the longest junior heavyweight title match ever now. It is, yeah. And, yeah. and that's honestly insane because I feel like Hiromu is like really pushing this title to like you know like making it yeah like making it like as prestigious as like the heavyweight title yeah so like it's hey it's it's really really good to see um yeah all right so again either thursday or friday we will have a review out for the new beginning in hiroshima we'll be talking about that um and for new japan coverage wise again New Japan Cup starts up in March, so we'll be talking about that. We'll probably do predictions for that whole thing once we have a bracket. And uh, next week, you'll obviously have Ryan and Angela's Impact Power Hour. I'm sure they'll go over the results from No Surrender this weekend. I don't think they're going to do a review for it. Uh, Next week, you'll also have me and Joey again for AEW on Wednesday. And then next weekend, I think, is Elimination Chamber. I'm not doing a review for that show. I have no interest in it. Uh, if somebody else watches it and does a review for us, then we'll have a review up, but there's no promises there because absolutely not. And then uh, yeah. AW yeah. Revolution's coming up in March, and we will have a review for that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is all the things coming up soon for us, so keep that in mind. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on Twitter, uh, and also YouTube and Facebook. So plenty of options. Follow all of them. It's all free, and you get plenty of content. Freeze good. All right. That is going to do it for this segment of the podcast. If you don't want your your ears tainted, this is where you tune out. This is where you say goodbye, say goodnight, put the kids to bed. Just tune out of the podcast from here on out. It's going to be uh, a not safe for work time as I review my the hentai I have to uh, review for losing our predictions at the Royal Rumble. Uh, last week on our Impact review, I reviewed Sex Demon Queen. This week, it's the Alien from the Darkness. So I will be doing that. I still have to watch this. So as soon as this is done recording, I'm going to start watching that, and then I'll be back for a review. So thank you for joining us for the AEW uh, Dynamic Dynamite review. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend. Bye.
Well, if you're sticking around for this part of the podcast, I appreciate that you're here. You know, I'm, <laughs> I appreciate that somebody maybe is out there listening with me. Joey is gone. It's just me. And I've decided in an effort to save myself time and energy, I'm going to do something crazy. So you will be joining me on an adventure for the next hour, probably. Uh, so, so sit back, relax, grab a drink, do whatever you need, because we're going to watch this together. But not really. I'm going to sit here and give you my live reactions to this, because truth be told, that's probably the best way I can do this. Uh, you're going to get my narration. Just think of this as like commentary for the uh, for for Alien from Darkness. I think that's what this one's called. Uh, so I'm starting this up now, uh, obviously. I appreciate if you uh, if you joined us for our Dynamite review. It's a pretty good episode, you know. We got to just run it through opening credits right now, so I don't need to say much. But obviously, I appreciate if you joined us, you know. There's a great main event, Kenta and uh, Kenny Omega versus Lance Archer and john moxley all right here's the title alien from darkness and some japanese letters i think it's like inju alien is what the what the actual title is uh we have a spaceship here very uh well it's like kind of like uh anime version of ridley scott's alien kind of getting that vibe oh okay we're really going for that vibe it's like this is like a mining vessel or something um okay sure and they're Oh, no, sorry, they're going to rescue mining people, like a mining vessel? There's no response from that crew. Okay, this really is giving me alien vibes, but, like, kind of like in, like, the like the the ship designs and, like, stuff kind of gives me, like, Cowboy Bebop vibes for those who have seen Cowboy Bebop. So, you know, for what it's worth. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, yeah. Uh, anyway... We, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, AEW posted on Twitter, there's a, they posted a post, like, post-match conference from the Good Brothers, Gallows, and Anderson, um, and Don Callis and Omega addressing the Japan Bullet Club. They named Jay White and Kenta. They say that they don't know the other guy's names, but basically saying they got to clear the air, you know, and, uh, they got to put their issues to rest because there's obviously been tension. Uh, my takeaway from it is that it feels like they're building towards an Omega J White match eventually down the line, and probably Good Brother versus uh, Good Brothers versus Gorillas of Destiny. So very exciting stuff, you know. Again, after seeing that main event, very exciting. Oh shit! Okay, uh, <laughs> the crew just uh, stumbled onto this ship, and a bunch of dead. That's a naked person. That's a naked dead body. I think uh, it's a bunch of dead bodies. All of the bodies. Oh, another. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> bunch of dead bodies all of them have like their eyes ripped out there's this naked late naked dead lady who's hanging from the ceiling covered in like green alien goop okay keep your squeaky voice <laughs> keep your squeaky voice down what they're reacting to a dead body oh that's another naked dead lady um one of the crewmates the one with the squeaky voice opened a door and another naked uh, dead body landed on her and guess what it was covered in more green goo oh christ i hate when that happens <laughs> don't you what is this bruise i don't know they say it doesn't look natural uh, they're questioning what the liquid is and they say it's only on the women's bodies uh-oh <laughs> okay now where this one's going 
I feel like this would have been great to like pair with like alcohol or something. Man, I don't know. Okay, well. Um, no, I won't go anywhere. What the hell? I gotta say, this looks like pretty high quality animation for like a hentai from. Uh, I don't see the year. Oh, uh, 1997. Okay. Sure. Interesting. I'm very interested in what this alien's gonna look like. Oh, okay. Some uh, dead body just dropped like a capsule of some sort. It's glowing green. Oh, and there's more goop like dripping from the ceiling. Oh, another. Another dead girl covered in green goo. I'm assuming. Oh, they're saying it's like an embryo in a bag. Okay. So clearly there's an alien having sex with the, the women in space. I'm interested in what the alien's going to look like. Clearly, there's major alien vibes. Like, they're already going for horror elements. That first dead body kind of kind of spooked me. Um, I'm interested in if, like, the alien's going to look like a xenomorph or if it's going to be, like, a tentacle thing. Okay, we have a green-haired lady laying in, like, a sleeping pot. This is definitely the alien. Never mind. <laughs> Her name is Flare Mitometer. She's laying in like one of the hibernation pods, like straight out of like Alien that like Sigourney Weaver and like the crew wake up at at the beginning of Alien. Okay, interesting. She's got again, she's got green hair, obviously, you know, green goop. She's got bright red lipstick on and fully naked. So, um, not the crew is the crew all women of like our the our crew, the crew we're following, rescuing two. One two um. I can't tell. They all look like girls. There was one person who had maybe a guy. I couldn't tell. Majority of them look like they're females, so I'm assuming all of them are going to be uh, having sex with this alien shortly. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I think they're all girls. Pretty sure this is an all-girl crew. Zogni is one of their names. Oh, there's even like a... Yeah, okay, so the girl who I thought like maybe is uh is a man is um looks to be like an, a, a riff off of the uh what was her name in you know i can look it up i have a laptop in front of me um i watched aliens last year for the first time and my god what what a movie you know it's what what a film that is. i gotta find out oh christ apologies for the on um what that character's name is um i am thinking of uh vasquez that's what i'm thinking of there's a girl in this who reminds me of vasquez like the short like pixie cut and like a bandana i still can't get over that somebody's name in this is zogni z-o-g-n-e like uh and hilda where are these people from zogni and hilda okay all right let's drink some water real quick all right looks like they're running oh wait my what happened oh sorry zogni is the ship i was wrong it's not a person whoopsie daisy i was uh i was wrong there um, the person, I think Hilda, I think she's the one running this whole operation. Her, she said her goal is to destroy the Zogni when all of this is done. Okay. 
makes sense, you know. Smart, smart reaction would be to if you're on a ship where there's a bunch of dead people and dead girls naked and covered in goo, uh, that you would want to destroy the place. Don't don't let whatever's on this thing get out. You know, <laughs> smart. All right, what's going on? Okay, so the oh, sorry, the captain is not Hilda. Hilda's somebody else. The captain is Sarah. We're now in a bedroom with one of the girls who is playing with her pet. It is. Like a hamster or something. My oh, and it went down her shirt. It's now tickling her breasts. You know, this is back-to-back hentai's that Ryan made me watch. I mean, this one's not not as bad as the other one where there was like the dog, like uh, giving oral sex to the purple-haired lady. But okay, so the the rodent's name is Einstein. You know, he's, it's innocent enough. He just, like, went down her shirt and, like, peeked up at her. <laughs> Einstein got in my bra again. Oh, no. Oh, Einstein just ran away. Oh, shit. I think Einstein might be dying. <laughs> Get ready to pour one out for Einstein, my guys and girls. My, my, my girls and gays and guys. Everybody. Everybody's, oh, what the hell? That's quite the cut. Okay. We just cut from Einstein running away to Captain Sarah and one of the other girls on the ship having straight up sex. They're they're kissing. She it's, it's Captain Sarah who is short brown hair and don't know this girl's name with long blonde hair kissing while she's fondling her breast. Oh, lots of moaning in my ears right now. Uh and oh and we're moving downtown she's going right in there right in the womanhood it's so good i love you sarah this is hilda this is hilda shit okay all right so this is hilda and sarah hilda and sarah are a love thing um hilda is now reciprocating she is playing with the breasts this is this is something you know <laughs> i appreciate that i'm that i'm able to do this uh this live reaction to this but you know, I'm not going to be able to do this for that last one Ryan gave me, which is two and a half hours long. I'm going to promote it now while we got some downtime here. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for our AEW Revolution predictions coming in March, where I will be giving uh, a review of some hentai Ryan found that is two and a half hours long. So if that sounds up your alley, then... <laughs> keep your eyes peeled for that that's gonna be something i have no idea what to expect from that uh the green-haired lady flair um she's awake now i can be your special friend she's talking to one of the girls on the ship whoa she's she's glowing oh oh okay flair just started glowing and now she's tongue kissing this this other girl while einstein the, per <laughs> the pervert uh hamster just is watching. Oh, the the oh, this is the alien. Oh my. She just like. She just like cut off the clothes of the girl she was kissing. Oh, now we're back with Hilda and Sarah. There's now a vibrator. Oh my god. Okay, she's really going to town on uh, on Captain Sarah there. Saluting, I'm saluting these women for putting on a show. I salute you like I salute the Captain Sean Dean. Um. There's some, there's some vibrator action going on. Oh, and now we're back to the green girl and the other one. Uh, they're both undressed now, and the, the green-haired girl, Flair, is fondling the breast of... Didn't catch this girl's name. Oh, okay. Mo again, lots of, lots of moaning happening in my headphones. Uh, 
uh, oh, this is where the thumbnail came from that Ryan thought was, when Ryan sent this, he said, oh, it's a green blob on top of a person. There's the tentacles. I was waiting for it. And there's Einstein. All right, so Flair is the alien. She was just making out and, like, playing with the short-haired girl's breasts, and then her hair turned into tentacles, and then it cut away. Interesting. Oh, shit, so this is, like, a combination of, like... I already figured this out. Okay, this is a combination of, like, alien and the thing, because the short-haired girl has now been taken over by this... by the alien. It seems like it's a shapeshifter. That's what it looks like. Okay, I can get down with that. I love The Thing. I love Alien. The Thing is, like, probably my favorite horror movie of all time. Okay. Was not expecting that to when, when I clicked on this for this to be. But, you know, okay. We're off to a much better start than the last one. Sex Demon Queen. I could not follow the plot of that. There was, you know, pour one out for for Big Bresky. You know, if you, if you have big breasts, I like you. That guy got gunned down by a monkey with a Glock. All right. Um... What's going on? Okay, so it looks like they're still exploring the Zogni, the other ship. They're finding more dead bodies of the crew all over the place. Jesus, that's brutal. Okay. That's crazy. Annie. Okay, we got another name for a character. Annie. Uh, oh. Annie's, like, freaking out. Her helmet is filled with bubbles? What? I think Annie just died. Her, I don't know what's going on. Annie, it looks like Annie's helmet is like filled with like coke. Oh Jesus! I'm so confused. What happened? Was Annie? Annie's dead. Annie just died. She just took a fall. Was Annie the short-haired girl? I have no idea who Annie was. They didn't go over the people's names. I'm just finding out. Leave Annie's body there. Okay, they're leaving Annie's body on the Zogni. And they're going to be blowing up the Zogni, apparently, in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, they blew up the Zogni. Okay, that was not 20 minutes. Um, I don't know how to predict this. I don't know if they're going to kill the alien or if they're all going to get, like, fucked to death. But, alright. They're now on their own ship, and pretty clearly, obviously, we know Flair, the green-haired girl, was the alien, and it, it took over the, the other girl, who I... I, again, I don't know <laughs> their names. Um, but the alien is on their ship. Pretty clear. Alright, somebody's running on a treadmill. Who is this? No idea. Have I seen this person before? I don't know. There's one with like a long pony ponytail. There's the Vasquez looking one. And then there's like an e-girl. Kind of. Oh, we got a pretty blatant ass shot. Oh, and the e-girl has come up to Vasquez. You want to get rid of some stress? She's just... <laughs> rubbing herself in front of looking at your face makes me sick that's the vasquez person Ooh, that's scary that's why i hate butch types all right they're i think they're all lesbians i think it's officially confirmed all right the e-girl has wandered off again um okay okay how are we looking on time 14 i'm round up 15 minutes out of 45 all right Oh boy, we still got quite a while. Jesus Christ. I, if you're listening to this, you know, I love you. 
thank you for for joining me on this expedition into hentai you are a true warrior of your time um right around the bridge with hilda and somebody no hilda is whoa Hilda, you're getting a little too close there. Aren't you having a thing with Sarah? She's grabbing the breast of somebody else. Okay. She's saying you're really pretty. She's she's hitting on this purple-haired girl. Okay. Well, she just said, Hilda just said, let me do your haircut next time. Hilda's, Hilda seems to be getting freaky with a couple people on this ship. Okay. Oh, this is the person who owns Einstein. She's now looking for Einstein. Uh, Einstein is nowhere to be found. I swear to God, if they kill Einstein, my God, I'm I'm not gonna be ready. No, oh, okay, there goes Einstein. He's hiding in the grate. Oh man, if if we're pulling, no, he still has his red eyes. Okay, we're okay. I was going to say, if we're pulling, like, stuff like the thing, you know, they make the dog in the thing. The thing. <laughs> so. Einstein just found some green goo in the containers. Metorgagria, I guess. Oh, okay, Flair's back. Never mind. So maybe Flair, maybe it's not a shapeshifter. Maybe she just makes people kill themselves after having sex with them. Oh, she's doing. She's glowing again. Looks like she's going after the girl with Einstein. Einstein's freaking out. All right, I'm sorry. This girl who has Einstein, <laughs> the green-haired girl, Flair just started glowing and reaching out to her, and <laughs> and she, <laughs> Einstein starts freaking out. And she's just like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be about somebody who's reached out and tried to grab you." Flair ran away, so no idea. Somebody's getting out of the shower now. Who is this? This would be. Don't know, but Flair is here. Flair is in the shower. She's in the shower room. You got lost or something? I will call Hilda for you. Oh, she's grabbing this person. Oh, okay, here we go. We had another death scene here. Yep, she's kissing this person in the shower. Right in there with her purple tongue. This is weird. Both of their eyes are all the way open. Whoa. Tal is off. Both of them are naked now. And here we go. She's doing the same thing as last time. She's playing with the she's playing with the breasts. Oh, she's going way lower this time now. She's getting in there with her tongue. Down south, down in the nether regions. Right in the right in the public shower. Let all these people share. I mean to be fair, it seems like they're all having sex with each other, so this isn't anything new. Uh, so. Oh, now the lady with Einstein's questioning, like, what was going on? You know, I couldn't move. <laughs> I couldn't move before. This person was staring at me, and I was trapped. And he's like, why was I apologizing? Ah, uh, Christ. All right, we're back with Flair. She's now, her hair has the tentacles coming out. She looks kind of like Medusa. They look like snakes. Oh, the tentacles have grabbed this poor girl. They're choking her. They are... Not inside of her, shockingly. Choking her, though. They're choking her, and, like, they have her wrapped up, but they are not inside of her. Oh! Okay, and as I said, that that changed. A tentacle just came out of Flair's mouth and is now inside of this girl's mouth. 
and now there is one inside of her vagina as well. Okay, so we got DP action going on here with tentacles as this girl is having tentacles inside, <laughs> having tentacles inside of her. Okay, and now we're just back to the regular people talking. They're all having lunch. Oh, my God. If you listen to the podcast, you know, <laughs> you feel like me and Joey having the discussion of fuck, marry, and kill with Brandon Cutler, Peter Avalon, and uh, Lee Johnson. You know, I feel like that really should have uh, set up the mood for this whole podcast. Anywho, the e-girl's making fun of one of the girls, the Einstein girl, at the dinner table or lunch table, whatever this is. Who is L? I don't I don't know these names. They didn't go over them. Uh, here comes the Vasquez-looking character. Her name is Keith. Oh, Keith. I think Keith was the girl in the shower. I genuinely couldn't tell because she didn't have the headband on and wasn't dressed like the way she is, like kind of like, like Butch. Uh... Oh, we're doing the scene from Alien. We're doing it straight. Oh, no, we're not. Okay, I lied. I thought we were doing the chest burst. She bit into food and then just started punching people. She's very angry. She's going crazy. She's like having a spasm attack here. She's smashing the table, screaming. She hit She hit uh, Captain Sarah. She's grabbing her head. She is vomiting green goo. And she's dead. Keith is dead. I think Keith is dead. They're saying take her to the medical room. She's vomited all over the table and just, like, fell over. Is she dead? I have no idea what's going on. I do not trust Hilda. Hilda's giving me cyborg vibes. I don't think she's cyborg, but, like, cyborg vibes from, like, the Alien franchise. There's some cleavage, okay? You love to say it. Uh... She's tending to Captain Sarah. She's kissing Captain Sarah. Oh, they're making out right next to Keith's body. That's that's nice. Oh, okay. And they, they were looking at Flair on the... Oh, Keith has woken up. Her eyes are glowing red. We're cutting away. Two girls are talking. Don't know who it is. It's the Einstein girl and somebody else. The girl with the long ponytail. There's a lot going on here. Hikari finally got a name. There we go. Almost like Hikaru. Hikari is the short-haired girl with... Um, Hikari is the short-haired girl with Einstein. The ship's computer name is L. The ship's name is the Muse. There's a lot going on. <laughs> Lots of names here. Einstein's still alive. That's all I care about. Keith is broken free of her chains or her bondage. She's now screaming at Captain Sarah. And, oh, God, Keith's like face is like... Keith's face is like, I don't even know. It's like, has like burn marks? Looks like Ketchup Randy. <laughs> ketchup Randy Orton. Who doesn't have ketchup on his face anymore. Um, she's going crazy. Oh, she just ripped her shirt off. She's naked. Sarah just tried to punch her. Keith caught it. She punched her and knocked out Sarah. She's running at her. She's choking Captain Sarah. She's Captain Sarah is begging Hilda to get the gun. Hilda is saying no. Hilda's just, yeah, so my prediction of, like, that Hilda is going to be the one who's, like, 
for the company, basically. Like, yeah, we need this. Hilda's got the gun. Okay, she actually does have the gun. Shit, okay. Oh, oh no, she didn't. Hilda did not get the gun. Sarah had to get the gun. Sarah shot Keith. Hilda just stood there and watched. Hilda was perfectly okay with this happening. So Hilda's the bad guy. Hilda is a bad guy. Bad girl. Okay, we're, we're, we're done. Yeah, and, and, and now Sarah's running over to Keith's body. Like, what, why doesn't, why? Oh, the power's out. Flair is in the room, naked with tentacles. Or, sorry, she's not naked. She has clothes on this time, but she has tentacles. Annie and the Zogni's crew. Did you kill them all, Flair? I don't know. Did she? The Flair hasn't said a word. Oh, she's. I don't even know. Oh, that doesn't even make sense. The Sarah just shot like three bullets at. Uh... <laughs> she shot three bullets at, at Flair, and it didn't go through Flair. It just shot her clothes off. What? Excuse me. Oh my god. Um, it looks like Hikari is finding out that this whole thing has just been transferred from one ship to another to another. There was a ship before the Zogany. Whoa. Holy shit, we got an actual alien. That does not look like a xenomorph. That thing looks fucking insane. You know, if you've seen, if you know what the extraterrestrial alien encounter is that used to be at Disney... The alien in this kind of reminds me of that, but with tentacles and his fucking women. Uh, he now has Hilda, or it has Hilda, tentacles and all. It is going to town on Hilda. The tentacles are in her mouth and in, I think it looked like both of her holes down below. So I think it's in her asshole and her vagina. Oh, we got a giant blue tentacle coming out here. Who's this going after? This is Hilda. This is for Hilda as well. Oh my God, Hilda's... This is crazy for Hilda. Hilda's getting Hilda's getting too much. Um, Sarah's trying to shoot the thing. It's not going. Uh, all of their bodies rejected the eggs. Okay, so the bodies are rejecting the eggs, and that's what's killing them. Akari just found that out from the ship computer. the The guns are doing nothing, honey. Oh, I think I think this is Captain Sarah's time. Yup. We got a tentacle inside of Captain Sarah now. So this alien now has multiple tentacles inside of Hilda, who's just like hoisted up in the air. And we also have tentacles inside of Captain Sarah. There's a bunch of tentacles coming for Hikari, chasing her through the high, the, not the highway, the hallway. Oh no, that's not Hikari. That's the other girl. That's the girl she was talking to. Okay, the, the tentacles just backed off her. Okay. Jesus Christ, man. This is actually pretty insane. You know, I respect that the sex scenes in this aren't, like... Like, there's sex in this, obviously, but it's not, like, so blatantly in your face. Like, there's an actual plot here. And, like, yes, it's derivative of Alien and the Thing, but... It's not like it's... I mean, those are two great movies. It's just, just anime form with naked women. So, I mean, if, if you think 2D's better than 3D, I guess there's something here for... I guess there's something here for you. Oh, Christ. Alright, um... Hikari and the other girl just met up in the hallway. Um... The other girl just told Hikari about 
the fact that there's an alien fucking the captain and Hilda. They're going to the cargo bay to get weapons. Where's the e-girl at? I want to see more of her. She's gotten, like, nothing to do with this. Is she not going to help out? Like, what's going on here? Alright, the two of them have weapons. They have Einstein as well. Alright, they're running through the hallway. They got some guns. I feel like Sarah and Hilda got to be dead by the time they get back here. I'd be kind of shocked if they weren't, but I guess we'll see. They are opening the door. They are inside, and... The monster and Hilda are gone. Someone's over there. Keith. Okay, Keith's dead body. We understand. Keith's been shot. Oh, we hear laughter. Somebody's laughing. Hilda's laughing. Hilda's just in the chair laughing. Naked. She's like a maniacal laugh. Oh, she has a gun. And she has a mark on her chest, which has the same mark that Keith has on hers. She's just laughing naked. She's pointed the gun at the two girls. Shot. Oh, shit. Shots fired. She's just shooting all around the room now. I don't understand what she's doing. She's just laughing crazy naked and literally shooting all over the room. Oh, no. Oh, she's going to shoot the glass. Oh, she just shot the glass out of the spaceship. And Hilda is being sucked. Oh, Hilda and... Hilda and Keith just got... Let's just take them out of the room. Yeah, they just got ejected through space. Okay, shit. Jesus. Uh, Hakari and the other girl are just hanging onto the rails while the walls of the ship are closing around the window. Okay, Jesus. Okay, no word on Captain Sarah, guys. I don't know where she is. You know, now would be a good time if you're playing, if you're playing along at home. Where do you think Captain Sarah is? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how much of the ship we haven't seen. Alright. Hikari and the other girl are back at Ellie, the ship computer on the bridge. Um, somebody's in the cargo block. Somebody's in the E2 block. I don't know. Lindo? Lindo? Is the, is that the e-girl's name? Is Lindo? Like Delroy Lindo, the actor from The Five Bloods? Lindo? Lindo? That's not a that's not a first name for like a, a like a Japanese female as far as I mean maybe it is. Oh Christ, okay. Sure, alright. Um Hikari and the other girl whose name I still don't know are wandering through the hallways now. Some of these shots are really like alien or like aliens esque. Saying it sounds like Sarah, one of the doors in the hallway just opened. What's going on? So Sarah's here. Sarah's naked and walking out of the darkness. Does she have the mark? Oh, they got Sarah. Yeah. Monster can't be beaten by any weapon. Escape from the ship now. Yeah, her face is messed up. She's got, like, the mark on her. Yeah, Sarah's dead. Oh, and Einstein's freaking out. Yep, there's the monster again. Again, really reminds me of, like, the monster from Extraterrestrial. Uh... Disney, the Disney parks. Oh, they're lighting this shit up. They're shooting the tentacles. There's like a flamethrower and laser guns. Okay. 
Tentacles are chasing them through the hallways of the ship. Okay. The the tentacles, like the texture on the tentacles, like the, I guess like the color and design of them. Um, take like the skin of like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z and that's what you got. Like it looks like they just like <laughs> took like a screenshot of Piccolo and just like cut out like a piece of his skin and then wrapped it around the tentacles. That's, that's, what, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, again, got some downtime here, so gonna plug the podcast and everything. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you aren't already and you're enjoying this. You know, uh, you're gonna get more of these reviews until the AW Revolution Predictions podcast in March. And uh, gotta say, this is quite the experience for me. So this is definitely one of our top tier punishments, in my opinion. So and shots fired to Angelo because I know he's probably gonna be listening to this one. Uh, you know. Angelo <laughs> lost WrestleMania last year and had to do shirtless karaoke, and uh, and he's only done two, so and it's been almost a year. Oh, they found Lindo, the e girl is here. Literally, it's 1997, and and she looks like an e girl, like she has like the typical e girl hair. And Lindo has pulled a gun on them. What? <laughs> what the hell's going on? Oh, Linda, Linda's the one who's been smuggling the... She's the one who smuggled the green stuff from the past ship. That wasn't what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be revealed to be Hilda, but... Okay, Hilda's dead, we know that. What monster? Huh? Linda's just laughing it off. Oh, Linda doesn't... Lindo doesn't believe that there's an alien. She doesn't believe that Flair's an alien. She says it's a lie. You you don't exp She says, if that's true, that saves me from killing you all. Drop your guns. So I'm assuming she wants to sell this stuff or bring it back for like their the people they work for? Which Okay. Original plan. She's taking over the ship and waiting for the buyer of the Metro Gria. Okay, yeah. She's taking over the Muse. He'll turn. The Muse was supposed to send an SOS message, and they were going to take over the Muse when we went to rescue them. After all, our ship belongs to the government. So yeah, this just seems like this is like an endless cycle where there's like an alien that just is jumping from ship to ship to ship and is killing people. At least that's what it seems like. But um, she's got this metrogree, and she wants to sell it to make weapons to somebody or somebody wants to make weapons oh einstein's freaking out the aliens behind lindo lindo is about to get f-u-c-k-e-d i hope you can spell if you're illiterate i'm sorry monster go to hell she's shooting the monster with the laser rifle that she has lindo has been eliminated from the royal rumble uh her legs are being spread she's being lifted into the air her clothes are off. The claw comes down. The claws are groping her breasts. Her mouth has now been stuffed with a tentacle that looks like Piccolo. Uh, all she has left on are boots and her e-girl hair. Why? <laughs> the uh, Hikari just shouted, stop it, Flair. I don't think the alien is going to respond to this random name. Uh, the other girl is just saying, let's abandon Lindo. Yep, they're running away. 
Oh, the tentacles are coming for both of them. Oh, the tentacle got her friend. It got her on the leg. Okay, the tentacle's wrapped around Hakari's partner's name here. I don't think she's going to get it off of her. You can't just leave. You can't just leave me here. Oof. Yeah, I don't think Hikari's gonna get her her this this girl out. There, yeah, she's crying. She's saying, "Hikari, it's okay." They've been trying to pull out some like um, emotional heartstrings here. They're gonna let this girl like die. Why would they? Oh. Lindo is, Linda, you know, I said that What's-Her-Face was getting the bad treatment before Hilda. Linda, Lindo's getting it pretty rough. Her mouth is extra rough. And yeah, they did just confirm she has two tentacles, one in, one, three. She's one in her mouth, one in her ass, and one in her vagina. She's got triple penetration going on here. Lindo is, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hikari's trying to save her friends. That's not happening. We have to go together. I will say... Oh, they're sisters. These two are not lovers or anything. This is her sister. Okay. I was wrong. I apologize to any big fans of Alien from the Darkness. This alien is making some horrible noises. Oh, my God. Uh, and Lindo... Okay, now Lindo has officially been eliminated from the Royal Rumble. She has the mark on her stomach. And the tentacles are now coming out after Hakari. And Hakari's, Hakari's sister just uh, sacrificed herself. Oh, why is my audio, like, lagging? Oh, my, there's, like, an audio delay now. That's kind of frustrating. <laughs> Alright, Hikari's like running through the hallway. She's got Einstein with her in her bra. She has a gun. Okay, she has a gun and she's put the Metrogria in the gun. So she's gonna try and shoot the alien with the with the Metrogria. She says that she'll play with Einstein once again whenever she beats the alien. And so she says, Einstein, wait for me. Okay. You know, as long as Einstein doesn't die, I'm okay. Uh, Hikari is back in the cargo bay. Um, the naked body of Lindo is there. Okay. She's... Uh, yeah, Lindo is, Lindo is dead. Where's Yuri? Finally, I got a name for her sister. Yuri is her name. Her, her sister's name is yuri so for what it's worth all right she's saying now you want to do what you did to the other girls to me come come here okay it's coming for hikari hikari got the pistol out show oh, she tried to shoot but it, the tentacles knocked the pistol out of her hand and Hikari has her clothes ripped off. Hikari is now naked. No, she's not. She still has her panties on, everybody. 
Her panties are still on. She's being lifted up into the air by tentacles holding her hands and legs. Leave me. Let me go. What are you going to do? I don't think the alien speaks. The tentacles are now playing with her nipples. At least they're doing foreplay. And tentacle right down the mouth. Einstein is here. Is I, Yo, is Einstein going to get the gun? If Einstein gets the gun... <laughs> if Einstein gets the gun... It's back to Mackentai's where animals have picked up guns. Oh no, Einstein's climbing up the alien. The alien's like scared of Einstein. I forgot about this. So Hikari only has a tentacle in her mouth, so good for her, I guess. And I build this into existence because... There's a tentacle going for her vagina right now. Oh, Einstein just jumped down and bit it. Einstein bit the tentacle. The alien has let go Hikari. She's she's saved. Einstein saved her. She's she's let go. She's down on the ground. The alien is freaking out still. Launching a claw down. Uh we're still good. She got the gun. She got the gun. Einstein has Einstein's with her. She's the gun. Um, we, uh, Captain Keith, Lindo, everybody, I'm here for revenge. She shot it. She has shot the alien. The alien is blowing up, question mark. It's glowing green. It's glowing green and, like, shaking. It still hasn't blown up or anything. What the hell's going on? I have no idea. Oh, the alien is vomiting. She's closed the door on the alien. Okay. She's putting him like a keypad number. Oh, I think she's airlock and doing like the airlock. Yeah, okay. So she's sending the alien out into space with like the rest of the dead bodies and stuff. Okay. Air level dropping, oxygen level dropping, emergency door sealing. Okay, so Hikari's the last one on the ship. And I guess she beat it. Pretty sure. Got some, like, dramatic music playing. Einstein's whimpering. They're just hanging out in the hallway together. She's still naked. Um, okay. <laughs> Weird flex. Would have probably put on, like, clothes. But, I mean, to be fair, your sister just dies, so maybe you don't want to... You just want to have a moment of grieving. Is that how this ends? Is her crying saying sister? It's like fading to white. Is that actually how this ends? No, okay, Jesus. I was going to say, what was it? Downbeat ending. Okay, she's back on the bridge. Um, She's on the bridge with Einstein. Einstein looks happy. We love that. Good, good for you, Einstein. You're a good boy. You did, you did save uh, Hakari from dying, so that's nice. Very reminiscent to the end of Alien, obviously, where Ripley um, has the cat. And that's how it ends. That's it. Okay. Uh, that is Alien from Darkness. I'm going to be honest with you. That wasn't that bad. That was pretty watchable, to be honest. There was a plot. Uh, the plot made sense. It wasn't... There wasn't, I mean, obviously the sex was gratuitous, but it wasn't, like, extended, like, minute-long sex, or not minute-long, but, like, several-minute-long sex scenes. Everything was, like, it was there, you know? I didn't have an issue with this. Compared to the last one, I don't even remember what I gave the, the fucking, 
sex demon queen. This was a solid one. Honestly, if if you can get past the sex scenes, you're not really gaining anything new because you've seen Alien and the Thing possibly. And if you haven't, go watch those. But you you could do a lot worse. I'll say that. And the animation quality for like a 1997 hentai, I think it's pretty good stuff. So uh, I'm giving this one a thumbs up. I'm not giving it like a number grade because I don't know how I would rate, rate it. But I'm giving it a thumbs up. It was genuinely not that bad. So I hope you enjoyed my review of Alien from Darkness. Uh, join us next week for or join us later this week sometime this weekend we're gonna have a review for the new beginning in hiroshima for new japan next tuesday you'll have ryan and angela's impact power hour and next week you'll also have another episode of this show which is the aw dynamic dynamite review so be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already plenty of content always coming out always free and uh yeah i hope you guys have a good weekend if you're not joining us for the new beginning shows and if you are talk to you then if not have a good weekend talk to you guys next week thanks for listening I'm the Joker, baby!